spaces and aspects exist and they exist together and they all in some way or another affect each other. And we work better when we acknowledge and honor the different roles that we all play in this ecosystem. That's how we met, Michaela. I feel like this yeah. is a real art, <laughs> art meets vandal love story. <laughs> and meets that's, exactly, that's how it went. <laughs>
both a liberatory practice, but also a practice that is empowering, transformative, um, and really aids in changing the landscape in South Africa. Um, and then myself, I'm an artist. Um, I'm struggling with the word curator lately, yeah. but artist, curator, a slash individual. So I guess my practice can really be um, best described as, as being within community. I think about that a lot. I think about what it means to, to be within your community, to be with community, to be in solidarity with community, um, and to also do the work of what it means to heal and transform yourself and the community. So I think that's really kind of where my work is situated. And then the art and the organizing and the installations and things like that, and the writing like manifests from that um, way of being. Yeah, thank you so much. You said a lot of really great things and like a lot of mm-hmm. things to jump off from. Um, Michaela, do you want to just give an intro of who you are and what is Art Meets? Okay, so Art Meets is a loose collective and we have three different streams of how we operate, which is content production in, in the form of Art Meets TV. So producing documentaries and sort of short videos about artists, exhibitions and things that are happening in the arts community. And then we have exhibitions, uh, which provides a platform for local artists to kind of exhibit their work. Um, And then the third element now is the Art Meets app, which is also a platform to connect various aspects of the arts industry. Um, And it started to kind of address the need for support for artists and kind of like the lack of space really um, for artists to independently operate, Um, especially when you don't have connections. Uh, Certain people are very connected, even at Varsity, you have those people who are just in there and they know the galleries and they know who to talk to. Not everybody has that kind of personality. And you also have a lot of um, critical dialogue that happens and space to make work at Varsity. But when you leave, kind of all of that suddenly falls away. So how do you keep a sort of a space for people to still address questions in the industry, talk to each other, talk to each other about their work um, and continue to want to create? So that's why we started having exhibitions and also just occupying other spaces that weren't being used to have art meets. So rather than put kind of funds into a space that is you know, fixed, because um, then also it's easier to become exclusive, right? When you just like the same community attending one space all the time, but yeah. using galleries in the evenings to meet up at, using different artist studios to meet up at, and talking about things that are that are pertinent. This episode, I mean, obviously we wanted to talk about this your two res- respective places together, especially when thinking about Ubuntu. Like you both have both, you have both have mentioned the various ways and the different like aspects that both of your organizations are focused on community building working with other people so i just wanted to know like in terms of ubuntu like what does that what does that word mean in your respective spaces i think i don't know for me that kind of spread of ubuntu is just almost as simple as recognizing yourself in others and that we are kind of just like nothing can happen in isolation, right? And I think that's also these conversations about collaboration and community that constantly come up. It's recognizing that. And this idea of Ubuntu, and for me, it's a lot linked to also empathy, right? And doing things because you identify with something and other people um, that's beyond the politics of what a lot of conversations tend to veer towards. Um, and it's just recognizing a common humanity. And I think when that exists in the space, it's easier to, to make things happen and to have like a healthy work environment or healthy relationships because there isn't a kind of hierarchy that exists. It's just, yeah, it's more a system of values and just identifying people yeah. as family. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that you brought in like this idea of, of empathy um which is a really interesting place to start in terms of like connecting to people and community i often feel i'm going to ask you both this later but there's an aspect of like obviously both you, you are both art organizations but also businesses 
and also how I mean like what is the sense of empathy and business in in your respective spaces as well um but before that like Rafiwe what is your how does Ubuntu relate to your space yeah I mean I think I spoke a little bit earlier around um solidarity and and what it means to be in community and in solidarity and I think that with Vanza one of the things that became really clear to me because um, because I joined the organization, right? Like I didn't start it. Um, so I've like, so I had to sort of find my own way within it and what Vanza meant for me, um, both inside and outside of it. Um, and then coming into this space, really realizing quite clearly that like Vanza's in all of us as the visual arts community. Mm-hmm. Um, if, and, and whilst, of course, it is sort of like, because it's like literally just like four people like working at it, right? Um, yeah. And then like a board, uh, you know, but, um, but it's not feasible to literally be, especially like if we're going to talk about decentralization and take that very seriously, it's simply not feasible for four people to be everywhere um, and to be working everywhere and, and thinking about everything and to also have that kind of pressure um, to have all of the solutions, right? Um, and I think for me, and, and what I've come to understand Ubuntu within, um, within an organization like Vans, and maybe we wouldn't necessarily have used that word, but I think within this discussion, it becomes this work of solidarity, um, this work of being in community and, and being together um, and really being accountable to each other um, and really showing up, right? Um, which I think in, in, in the visual arts space, like we've had to really navigate what that looks like and means for us very tangibly, just because like in many ways it is a very solitary practice and can be, right? Um, so then it's very much like an active way of forming collective and community um, and a very active way of being like, this is where I stand. This is where I want to stand. This is what I want to, to participate in. This is what I don't, you know? Um, so I think for us as an organization as well, and also as an NGO, um, Ubuntu then becomes, yeah, this, this way of us being able to connect, um, this way of us being able to be in solidarity in the ways that we can be in solidarity, right? Like that won't always be in picketing and like <laughs> fighting with folks, <laughs> but, you know, and often how it has been for us has been like in systemic change. Um, so I think of Ubuntu very much within that kind of landscape, sort of like what are the changes that need to take place and sort of like, how does that, that baton keep on getting passed on, whether it's from me to the next person or from the next person to me. Um, but with this idea that like, we all are in this together and Vanza is me, Vanza is you, um, even if we leave it, <laughs> like there's these sort of like little trinkets of it that exist within all of us. Um, so that's how I'm kind of thinking about Ubuntu and its linkage to, to Vans at the moment. I think in, in a way it goes back to this word, which <laughs> is often used, which is like the ecosystem, right? And I don't love that word by any mm-hmm. means. I think it's kind of just like many art speak words, but I think essentially it goes back to that, right? Like all these different spaces and aspects exist and they exist together and they all in some way or another affect each other and depend on each other um, and play important roles. So, yeah, I think it's, that also somehow speaks to that notion of Ubuntu. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting, Michaela, that you brought up this idea of ecosystem because one of the things that Vans has done um, is that we're part of this um, network called Arts Collaboratory, um, which has allowed us to really think about ecosystems in, in, in different kinds of ways. And also like to, so one of the, the things that we undertook um, was to like a degrowth policy, right? Like, and to really just be like, actually we're just doing too much and we don't actually need to do all this stuff. And actually, if we really are in deep solidarity with, um, with our community, with members, um, then we don't actually need to be doing all of the stuff that we were doing before. And it's just not feasible or healthy for us. So 
how do we grow in ethical and principled ways? Like, how do we do that with others? Um, and for us, it really was like, okay, we just need to like trim some of that stuff. Um, and I think when you mentioned ecosystem, for me, what came up was like, how do we, how do we understand ourselves as an ecosystem, right? Within the visual arts sector to be like, how do we feed into each other? It's just like in an, any kind of ecosystem, you, you need like, mm air and like <laughs> and like water and like and they're all serving different functions and they're not in opposition to each other but they're actually collaborative and and work and that for me is like really fascinating because I think I came into bands of being like oh galleries what what you know like because <laughs> I'm very much like a oh museums and like independent art and then I was just like actually you know what like all of these things like auction houses, galleries, um, museum spaces, independent art spaces, think tanks, um, like schools, you know, like this is all part of this ecosystem. Um, and we work better when we acknowledge and honor the different roles that we all play in this ecosystem. And I think maybe that's, that's a sense like, in a sense, Ubuntu as well, you know, like to, to mm. honor that, what it is that you bring to the table without trying to make it less or inferior um, or try to play it down or try to like mm. not see its value or worth, um, which I think often happens, especially when we place value in particular kinds of ways and in specific kinds of things, which then become quite monetary in, in many ways and um, transactional. It's crazy um, what you guys are saying, because like I'm thinking of like, I feel earlier you talked about like decentralization and Michaela's like oh I hate the word ecosystem and I feel like those two things to me like make sense as being oppositional but also in tandem because I think when we say we hate words like ecosystem we're thinking about the structure of the arts community as it stands which is to create hierarchies and to say that like certain institutions or spaces or ways of moving through this ecosystem make more sense than others but like I love this analogy of all of these different organs or organisms or parts of the thing working together to make the whole happen. And I, and I think sometimes decentralization is how you do that. When you sort of like, you know how like men hate leg day at the gym, right? They want to just like focus on like, it's a terrible analogy, but they want to focus on like the upper body and they forget the rest of it. But you need all of it to work. So we're out here being like the gallery, the museum, but we are not thinking of the independent art space or the school or just a random person who did like a little meetup and asked people to draw or like whatever else. Like I'm, I'm being a bit like random with that, but we never think of those elements when thinking about the value of them in the ecosystem. So I was just, yeah, I said all that to just say like this notion of like decentralization sometimes to kind of kickstart like that reminder that actually there's so much more than just the sort of iconic spaces or the kind of beacon spaces that we look to to assume that that's how art making or art industry or art ecosystems work so I brought up leg day just to say all that <laughs> thank you yeah for that. No, well I mean welcome. with with fans's um listings and same with the art meets up I think it's all about decentralization and acknowledging right. those um more independent or perhaps non-profit or just not yet iconic or whatever the case may be on the same plane and that they all are of equal value just in relation to each other they become different things and I guess I wanted to also just pick up about the the thing of um, monetization and value because one of the questions was how do you bring a sense of care into art making and into a business as well because so also what Michaela was saying about empathy um, because a lot of like what what we do we do it because we care and we want to um, be part of a community and build the community but obviously we also have to think about the business aspect of it and what does that mean when you monetize these things you kind of spoke about value a little bit more but I want to kind of go more into that question yeah I mean one of the things that we've been thinking about a lot especially as an NGO and just given the climate now um, in South Africa but in the globe um, just around like what funding looks like is sustainability, right? Um, and the ways in which we think about sustainability has long sort of shifted from just being economic sustainability, which is one aspect and it's really important, but 
um, also we're just thinking about like, well, what does it mean to sustain like um, an ecosystem or us, right? Um, and that can be everything from <laughs> deep care for ourselves um, to be able to just ensure that like we're here tomorrow, you know, like, and, and, and that's the thing, like Vansa, I, I mentioned earlier in terms of like, okay, Vansa is in everybody, but like the people who run it, you know, um, and in order for those people to run it, like they also need to care for themselves, uh, whether it's just like on a basic level, like food, <laughs> shelter, clothing, you know, being able yeah. to be with yeah. like their families, et cetera. Um, so there's that aspect of it. And I think that like the language of care has like really, I've seen it used a lot. It's actually like the word that I think I'm kind of repelling against now. <laughs> yeah. um, just cause I was just like, oh, as soon as you see like some like big like management consultancy being like, oh, care of this. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Buzzword. Okay. Yeah. And then it's sort of like, well, what does that actually mean, you know? And I think it was useful to sort of think about Ubuntu, but I mean, I suppose for us, if we're thinking about sustainability, um, care is very central to that. Um, so I mean, in very sort of like programmatic ways we've been able to do and what we're doing now with a sort of like mental health, um, like toolkits and workshops. Um, and we've thought about that a lot and done like a lot of research and work. So it's been like, almost like a four year project, mm -hmm. which is only now really manifesting. Um, and that's just really been like a lot of like work to just get there. But a lot of it really has been like trying to understand what care can look like in this country and does look like. So honoring the ways in which it already shows up, but also recognizing that there are all of these other different ways that people are understanding work um, that they're understanding family, you know, like when you're spending um, and how these words are also like interchangeable when you're spending like eight hours a day with, with people, do you know what I mean? Like how, mm -hmm. how do you not know um, that they have children or mm -hmm. that they teach on the side or that like they're really passionate about, you know, cooking or, or or like you know whatever the case may be it's like how what does it mean to actually um and I think I've said it a few times but I, I think it is something we think about often like what does it actually mean to connect what does it mean to be in community like actually in it um what does it mean to actually be then in solidarity and and working together um and I think that that for us has been how we've thought about care. So it's been care for ourselves um, as central, um, just in terms of like, we can't do this, like this won't work if we're not healthy, right? Um, in yeah. all levels um, and taking care of um, and, and able to take care of ourselves and others. And then also care in terms of our community and our communities. Um, so then that leads me to sort of like this feeling of like, how do we show up for each other? Which can look different ways, you know? It's, it's not just sort of like, oh, I'm gonna go to your exhibition, like, <laughs> or, mm. or I'm gonna like, yeah. um, like what, what does it mean to show up? Um, and yeah, I, I think of that, what does it mean to care? And I don't think we've got full complete answers for it. We do what we can in terms of like, research um, so we'll be producing the first of its kind research into the linkage between mental health and visual art um, so that's the first of its kind on the continent um, so that we can really say and then stand from a point of like you know data to say like actually this is what's happening like our friends are committing suicide like that's real um, like we're all here at this exhibition and everybody's drinking but like some are drinking more and you always see them drinking more. How do we have honest conversations with each other about that? Um, how do we not enable each other, but actually support and, and hold each other? Mm. Um, so that's what I mean in terms of like actually being in 
um, in solidarity, in community, in care. Can I just also add though, like, so one of the other things that we're doing is around sort of like financial literacy, because like, we also, because yeah. that is also like deeply an issue yeah. of care. Like, you care for someone or care for your fellow uh, colleagues or whatever. Like you want them to be able to live a decent life and have healthcare and have access to all these different things, right? And be able Mm. to live joyously and all of these things. Like that's not an ask. So when we then ask people to do things for free or, you know, we're saying like, oh, um, or we're underpaying people, then it's like, what what is it that we're actually trying to say about how we value ourselves and how we value them? And I do think that that's like a very tricky conversation, right? Because we live in a very resource constrained space. Um, so how do, we, how do we manage that? And, and also I think it goes back to this idea that like we can't attribute value only in monetary terms or in transactional elements of like, you do this, I get that, you know, that type of vibe. So then how else do we understand value? And how else do we understand like being together, you know, um, beyond it. Because we, we've been taught so long that it's like this transactional thing. How do we move away from that? And what are the, the other models? Are they already being practiced? Um, are there ways in which we can learn from that? I think that that's really like very fascinating. Uh, just thinking of what you were saying, Ophelia, about like literacy or just like mental health or like different ways of approaching care. I was just going to think about this past year as like a nice little um, example of when you think of community, I think you think of people collectively being in a space together or, or sharing in a moment or sharing in something. But it's been difficult this year because obviously people can't, you know, hold space physically together. And so I'm, I'm curious from like, you know, an art needs perspective, and also like a Vansa perspective of how that feeling has impacted, you know, like that knowing that like a lot of stuff has to happen online. A lot of things have to be pushed back or reconsidered or re-envisioned how that's impacted caring or community building or all of the things you guys have mentioned. I mean, I think for Art Meets, actually we've grown the most during this time um, in terms of in terms of care I think during the pandemic it was just about reaching out to artists who we do have relationships and saying um, how are you what do you need like if you want to use our channels um, or if we can support you in some way during this time you know we're still here and just remembering to check in with people um, but on another level, yeah, it was growing. Like, you know, you guys becoming more formally like a part of Art Meets and the work we're doing. So expanding in that way. And just, you know, Art Meets has grown so organically. Like it's, it was basically, it just grew from people caring about each other. I mean, we all worked mm. together before in different ways and cared about each other and cared about the work we were doing individually um, and with other spaces, and then it it became more formalized, right? So even from the first time Art Meet started, it was, you know, artists, curators coming together because we cared about similar things in the industry that we wanted to resolve, or we cared about um, specific things outside of ourselves, but maybe more um, broadly. Um, and it's also for me, I mean, Art Meets, it was, you know, quite tiny, like working with a similar group of people for about six years, artists in the same exhibitions and kind of in that way growing through exchange, through collaboration. And I think that's all about care because you are under-resourced, you're not a business. I mean, we only kind of became a little bit business savvy, you know, later <laughs> on by being like, okay, we, we have to do these things free, but maybe there's also people who can pay us to do them to enable us to do those things kind of free for the, for the projects we want to. Um, so I think it's also just about a commitment to long-term 
work. It's like it, things don't happen quickly. And I think caring is just acknowledging that you're going to just keep doing something and keep um, investing in, in the community and in the work that you do. Um, and exchange is a lot of the way that those things happen also, you know, oh, I've got a space you can use for this reason, and then you give something back. So also always being aware that even if you can't afford to pay an artist to exhibit, how are you going to show them that you care? And it's not because mm. you don't want to pay them. What else can mm. you do um, mm. to say I, thank you that you are participating in this thing and do the best you can to make it worth their while in other ways? And I think that's a lot where Art Meets TV started was, okay, maybe we can make content for you that might be useful to you in future. Like an, yeah. a part of your own personal archive to look back on or to show people as your portfolio, like when maybe they were not looking at that time <laughs> and now they might be looking back. I mean, that's that's how we met, Michaela. I feel like this yeah. is a real art, <laughs> art meets Vanzel love story. <laughs> and meets that's, exactly, that's how it went. <laughs> and I think that that's like, that's like the story, right? Like that speaks to, to all of those things. It speaks to that care. It speaks to that solidarity. Like we were at the beginning of lockdown, just sort of like, okay, great. Like we, we also kind of were like in this panic space of like, oh, what the, how are we going to connect with folks? Like all this totally stuff. Legit. And then we were like, yeah. And then we were like started curating these talks. And then like, we we're just like, no, we don't really need, like let the community curate. You know? And they, and they mm. did, right? But like also what it was, um, I remember because Michaela like had seen like one of our things and she was just like, oh, this is like some not well edited. Let me edit it. <laughs> 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 that is an amazing tactic you don't yeah, come at someone with compliments to go hey listen hey um yeah just it was just like <laughs> yeah so she was like you know for your archive it's really great the conversation is great but maybe we can make it like more sound bitey and this and that and i was just like oh yeah that's really great because it's like <laughs> Um, you got smooth moves, Michaela. You got smooth yeah. moves. <laughs> and like we had that, and 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 I suppose like to sort of what 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 you were talking about, Padres and Scrimmers, were like the challenges, because that's always a challenge for us, right? Like we're an NGO, like we don't always have money to to support like the big things that we want to do, and then we do want to do these big things, and a lot of it is like really necessary for the sector. So then it's like. Well, how do we do that? And again, it goes back mm. to this idea of being in community and like um, having these kind of interactions um, and being, I, I really liked what you said, Michaela, in terms of like being committed to that long-term work. Um, because when you came, I don't think it was like, a, I don't, and I think that's the level of care, right, as well that comes in because it's and the level of intentionality to say like, oh, I want this to look good for you guys because <laughs> we're also all in this together, right? Um, mm. And I care enough to do this. And this is what it means to then have a relationship going forward so then our organizations start having this relationship um, because we find these, these, these nodes of, of connectivity. Um, yeah, and I think that that's really a super important aspect of it because I think back to sort of like the question of like business and, and sustainability and like how do we survive and continue to survive and how do we continue to do this like long-term work like I mentioned we were like sort of we, had, we went through like a sort of degrowth space but like to recognize and if we go back to the ecosystem like there's moments when you shed right like if we're looking mm -hmm. at like a tree or whatever, or moments when you're hibernating or moments when you're fruiting and flowering. Um, and those are not always the same and it's not always visible to everyone. Um, and it's so important that like, so in, when we're shedding these leaves, like that still nourishes the ground, you know? And that can only be nourished when we do do that shedding work. Mm. Um, and, and then that ground is able to like, regenerate and the bare ground that we saw then becomes like this flourishing like field of stuff <laughs> that 
that's like emanating and you're like what that wasn't even there before but actually it was always there it was just cultivating mm. hibernating and doing all of these things and being in conversation with the leaves and the other stuff so again rambling but basically to say like the long-term work is relationship building the long-term yeah. work is caring enough to be invested to to offer um, and I think that's that's also another thing. Like sometimes we don't know necessarily like how to ask for things um, as individuals, as organizations, um, to ask for help, to ask for anything really, like to be like, I don't know. But then I think there's this other aspect, which is also symbiotic, like how do we offer? Um, so, and I think that that was like a really beautiful essence of like the beautiful essence of what Michaela did with and, and all of you with art means was like this offering initially of just sort of like editing skills <laughs> um, and then you know an, an offering to to then be together and then ask you know and then we we came together um, and I think that that's really what's kind of needed in the sector a lot more um, is a lot more of that vulnerability um absolutely and and i'm not particularly sure what it always looks like particularly from a business perspective you know um and the vulnerability to fail as well and the vulnerability to be like we didn't make a profit this year or the vulnerability to be like we we need to let go of some people and and that's really tough and the vulnerability of being like we really want to do this other stuff we don't really have the money for it would our community be willing to help us to do that because this helps all of us? Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, this, it's, it's a tough situation, but, um, but I think it only happens when we are vulnerable with each other, when there's greater connectivity and communication um, and greater solidarity and care. Mm. Yeah, that is the word, the whole Vulnerability? Word. Yeah, vulnerability. Yeah. Another takeaway word though for me is, is time. Like I, I really do love this idea of sitting with something or like not just like rushing project to project, but like actually knowing that the things that matter will take time and investing in those things. So that is the community, you know, like you invest in people, you invest in other spaces, you invest in skill sharing, you invest in skill developing, you just invest. And all of those things are fruitful, you know, like to go back to that analogy of like the tree and the shedding and everything sort of serves the, the sort of the whole or the bigger picture. So that's my second takeaway after vulnerability is time, mm. like taking the time or investing the time. And I think, I think once you're vulnerable, you can do those things, you know, because I think we're always so acutely aware of everything needs to be presented perfectly whether it's in your business practice, in your personal practice, in your whatever. I think we're always kind of wary of it needs to look like a finished product or it needs to look like good and sleek, make it sexy, you know, for lack of, of better art speak. Um, you know, you got to make it look a certain way. And I think that takes away from being vulnerable. But like, I think we we give space to artists to have process. And I think that's beautiful, but I think the whole industry needs that, that idea of, of being in the person kind of, yeah, like you're saying, failing if that needs to happen or we don't have the finished product yet or we're kind of at the stage and we need help to get further or whatever the language would be, or this is where my research is at, can someone input? Like, yeah, I'm, those are the things that I think become necessary to make things sustainable. It's like not just seeing a finished product all the time, but understanding that things take investment time multiple stages of failure, multiple people coming in to support or reshape. And those things need to kind of always be a bit more transparent maybe and kind of answering that question of Ubuntu and sustainability and how we do things in the industry. Mm. And I think a lot of it also comes down to ideas around trust, right? A lot of people mm. seem to be sometimes, you know, cagey about ideas or things like that, as much as there is a lot of collaboration happening. I think because of the ethical compromises a lot of people have to make when it is negotiating this ecosystem mm -hmm. um, and commercial spaces versus, you know, whatever it may be, 
it's difficult when you don't have existing relationships. And I think that's why relationships are exactly like everybody's attesting to the most important thing, because if you don't trust the people you're working with, then it's a huge barrier. Like it's, yeah, nothing, no real true growth can necessarily come from that. And I think also like in, um, in the 24 hour pageant with Fansa, like, I mean, Rafael, you asked us, do we want to do a kind of talk, <laughs> curate a talk? Um, but I don't think you were expecting it to be like 24 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you kind of just came on board and like trusted, trusted us, trusted the process, um, I suppose, because we'd had a few conversations also. But I think that, yeah, that's the most valuable thing because a lot of people do. Also, there are, you know, there are challenges and there are horror stories in the art world about people being taken advantage of, people being exploited. So it's not always as ideal as we can kind of hope for it to be. Um, but I suppose yeah. that's what we're trying to address and change and not be those True. people. That's all. I think you learn the most from those stories. It's like, okay, do not do that. <laughs> like why? <laughs> so, yeah. Or present the idea of like an alternative way of doing things. Exactly. You know, that That's like, exactly hey, there's, there's not just this one path to get from point A to B. Because I was so, oh my God, when you said earlier, like I was so triggered when you're talking about like, yeah, when you're at uni, you have access to all these things. And then like the second you finish uni, it's just gone. You know, ain't that the truth? Like, not even just from like the practicing artist point of view, but this idea of like, once you leave formal education, you almost feel like you're starting again. And it's like, where's those resources? Like, where do I get this info that I need? Like, how do I take it to that next level? And it's like, the assumption is there's one way to do it, but there's so many, yeah, so many others. And, and yeah, like building those relationships is how you get to know that. Basically, um, you know, as art meets, we don't have a physical space. And Vansa has a physical space in Joburg. So we just wanted to know, um, like, what is the difference for you guys in, in your experiences and having a space and also not having a space? Especially because you guys have moved to a new space. Hey. You yeah, and you, yeah, you guys have moved to a new space. Yeah. yeah. A space. Um, yeah, so we're in a new space. And that is fun and new and um, potentially allows us to do things in a different kind of way. Um, I mean, look, Vanza has sort of like moved and, and been in sort of like this, it's like expanded and, and, and contracted. Um, and what the times when we've been in physical spaces, we've really been able to have like a home right um and and i'll speak to that a little bit later but like why that's important is that people could locate us somewhere and come in and drop in to even just be like do you guys provide funding which we don't <laughs> so true the question <laughs> but you know um, and then be like, oh, okay, you don't, oh, but you've got this library, oh, you got, what's this book, what, what, like, you know, the, that, that kind of um, generative way of existing and being, I think, Prash, you'd kind of spoken a little bit about, like, how we'd often think of community being, like, in physical, actual, like, space together, mm. um, and there's something to be said for that, do you know what I mean, like, there is something to be said for being able to to meet someone and being able to put a face to them and being able to talk about other things and being able to be like, oh, like, you know what I mean? That are not necessarily project, let's get this done. How are we working together? Like, it's just mm -hmm. like chop, you know? Um, so there's something quite, quite important about that. Um, for us, we have a library space here, which we really want to cultivate some more and be able to do a lot more programming around that. And that will speak a lot to the study aspects of our work. Um, I mean, some of the things that you've mentioned around sort of how do people continue, continue to learn beyond sort of formalized spaces. And I think it's one of the things that we're really um, particular about 
promoting, whether it be through toolkits um, or workshops um, or just, you know, sort of, or podcasts, whatever, right? Like, um, or just data and really just trying to like get information out there um, and ready to as many people as possible so that information doesn't become this thing that is only for certain people who went to certain universities, who know certain people, whatever. Um, and we're thinking about the library in that way, um, but obviously it's in a physical space, right? Um, also thinking about, so that has its own challenges. Um, and in many ways, actually, you know, counter to this idea of decentralization. And that's something that's challenging for us um, and something that we have to really think about. Um, mm. You know, we've brainstormed and trying to think about different ideas around sort of Vans Ambassador Program, which we piloted last year, um, really to have Vans pop up and show up within people um, and in different spaces um, and to allow Vansa to be what the community needs it to be. So if Vansa needs to be a place of collectivism for you and like folks coming together and we're building something together under this umbrella of Vansa, then it comes that if it needs to be a workshop or it needs to be a way to enter into a discussion with a government stakeholder then it becomes that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's been a lot of like, how do we be in a physical space, but still have like this fluid way of working and like have these sort of like sparks that, <laughs> that are everywhere and have lit flames in other places um, so that folks can be like, I'm gonna do like the scene making workshop and like, get Vanza and be with Vanza and have other Vanza mm. members come together and that's what we're going to do. And that's not core Vanza work, right? Like that's not the stuff that we do core and it's not something that we can do, but if it's something that folks feel like that's really important to do, then, you know, we want to be in support of that. Um, so, yeah, so I think that for us, ideally we want to move to that kind of model and truly be decentralized and truly be like in the sky, <laughs> you know, and like pop up where we pop up on a beach or something. Mm -hmm. On a beach, yes, that's on a beach. But <laughs> um, but yeah, and and but there is, I think, something also to be said for, for having a physical space and the things that we can do in the physical space. So right now we're collaborating with Guta to be in this physical space. Um, and we're having a residency program and, you know, and we found a home again, or at least a temporary home. And that's what collectively with Guta we're calling this place, Lapa, you know, which means home. Um, mm. and, and, and really around these ideas of what does it mean to come home? What does it mean to be at home, to create um, at home? Um, and all of those things that we think about home and homemaking, um, and, and hopefully a safe space, um, but we know that homes aren't always that. <laughs> um, but we know that, yeah, galleries haven't always been safe spaces for many people as well, right? So like, how do we, how do we create this place that can be a home for artists um, and art makers, practitioners? Um, yeah, so I think that those are kind of the differences for us. We're still thinking about it a lot because we're going to be nomadic, you know, and <laughs> we're really looking forward to it. We're like, we're going to have a little bus and like Vance is going to be like in the middle Go. of the bubble. <laughs> we're going to like, Dude, that sounds up. like ideal. Yeah. That sounds ideal. Um, so hopefully at some point, maybe Vance will be like a sort of like traveling Traveling vans a magic box just like pop up in the like middle. magic school bus. <laughs> find Vanza. <laughs> we're like we're here. Yeah, find Vanza on the awesome. Art Meets app in real time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was here. No, it's moved. Yeah. I think for Art Meets, I mean, it started more as kind of just yeah, like I said earlier meeting in different spaces so it was still physical space was important because it was about sharing space and connecting in space even though mm -hmm. it wasn't the same space every time um 
But then there was a period of six months where there was a pop-up space. And that was quite amazing because, you know, artists could just come and hang out, have their meetings there, um, put work up, see what it would look like, a small space with a couch, bookshelves and things like that. And th that was really, it just felt like a home, basically. Um, I think the thing is, is that, you know, those things require paying rent and the other way, the other model where you can just occupy existing spaces in an exchange and move around and also bring people into spaces that they might not normally go to, it does something for those spaces and you still get to create communities that kind of move around together and invite people to join. So I think physical space is still very important, even though we don't have one at the moment. And also now during lockdown and all of us being in different countries or cities, it has been difficult to feel like we can have these like in-depth conversations, you know, mm. about our work because there's always something missing. You don't know if someone's connection's good. You can't always see them then someone can't make it or they're like on their phone in the car or, you know, it's mm. like the presence is just different. Uh, no matter how dedicated you are, you want to have tea with someone and like make a joke or have a glass of wine. And, you yeah. know, there's something. And I think that that's just really will always be important. And even with the art meets app, the purpose of it isn't to replace physical connections with digital ones. It's to use the digital to facilitate people meeting in person when mm. it's possible. I know the pandemic, obviously, it's not going to just disappear, but finding ways, whatever ways are possible to kind of maintain that. Thank you, everybody, for taking part in this. I think it was a really, really great conversation. I just to hear Rufilwe and Michaela talking um, was really insightful as well um i know a little bit more about vanta and like i really like what you're saying about care specifically the conversation around mm -hmm. care which seemed like super crucial um so yeah thank you both very much it was a really great session yeah thanks thank guys for taking time thank you Thanks, guys, for joining us in this week's podcast episode. Um, it was a really great way to think about collectives and how we can work together and build communities. So thank you to Rafilo and thank you to Michaela for joining us. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Rafilo. Thank you, Michaela. You can find the Vansa website and the Art Meets website in our link in bio. Definitely check them out and see what great, amazing projects that these places are doing. Whoop, whoop. Yay. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.